Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Wouldn't it have been wonderful to live 2,000 years ago and witness the events surrounding the person and the work of Messiah Yeshua? All those miracles, hearing those teachings, and seeing how the people responded to John the Baptist. We read in the scripture that all of Jerusalem, Judea, the area around the Jordan, all of these individuals came out to John's baptism. What an excitement. What an unusual time. And what do you think the people were thinking to themselves. Well, I know. Why? Because it tells us in the scripture. They too realized that something unique, something special, something of God was going on. Look with me, if you would, to the book of Luke, chapter 3, and we're going to pick up where we left off last week in verse 15. Luke's gospel, chapter 3, in verse 15, where it says, the people were expecting. They had an expectation that something was going to happen. And not just expecting, it also says here, they were, and this is a word to give consideration in a very thorough manner. So they were expecting and they were pondering thoroughly these things the word here is where we get the word logic from they were thinking logically based upon these spiritual things that were taking place what does this all mean so they had expectation they were thinking thoroughly and we find that all of these things they were pondering in their heart concerning john and what specifically were they thinking? It says here that they were saying among themselves whether he is the Messiah. Now, John had such a mighty presence. There was an anointing upon him, as I said. All these individuals from around Jerusalem, Judea, around the Jordan. They were all going out to be baptized by him. And they knew that he was preaching about the kingdom. What did he say? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom, king, Messiah. But notice his response. As these people were expecting and thinking thoroughly about these things whether he was the messiah look at verse 16 john answered 
all saying, I with water baptize you. So I with just water is the implication. I with water am baptizing you. Now he's going to show a difference. In other words, he wants to make a distinction between himself and the true Redeemer, the real Messiah, the one who has the power and the authority. So he says here, with water I am baptizing you, but, and this is an important conjunction, we've talked about it before, it shows something in contrasting nature something different we have an idea and then something that is very different to that idea something which contrasts and what does he say he was speaking in response to himself the one who baptizes with water but then he says the one who is mightier this is a word for strength the one who is stronger than me is coming whom I am not worthy to loosen the straps of his sandals so John is doing something first of all he's denying clearly in a very strong language he is not the Messiah and then secondly he's saying something else the true Messiah the one who's coming after me this one is much mightier than me he that is john was baptizing with water but notice what he says here i am not worthy even to loosen the straps of his sandals he and then what's emphatic you speaking to these people who were thinking and had a messianic expectation he says he you will baptize and notice this john just with water but this one who is mightier this one who is stronger he will baptize you and that's the emphasis with the holy spirit and with fire so water and fire very different fire speaks about purification and that is one of the aspects of the person of messiah he cleanses us he purifies us and notice something else not with water but with the holy spirit now when you hear that term holy spirit what comes into your mind well if you come from a observant jewish background you will remember this verse of scripture that's read every day in the synagogue it's a biblical verse from isaiah chapter 59 and verse 20 where it speaks about a redeemer coming out of zion to turn away the transgression of of israel there it says jacob meaning the jewish people and then it speaks about a covenant that's going to be made and this covenant is going to bring about the spirit of god we could say it like it does here the holy spirit upon those who enter into that covenant who experience the work of redemption through this savior this redeemer 
so when the holy spirit is mentioned in the scripture it brings that scripture into a specific context and that context is that of redemption john is preparing the way john is proclaiming the truth john is pointing to the one who is stronger mightier and has a very different work that he does john prepares the people but it is yeshua hamashiach that is jesus christ who does the work of redemption and it shouldn't surprise us that he does that work of redemption we'll find out much later in our study of this gospel of luke that he does it specifically on passover the day of redemption look now to verse 17 whom and john is still speaking about yeshua obviously whom and then he uses a specific word it can be thought of as a a shovel or a pitchfork that which is used for the purpose of willowing or threshing now those two things whether we're talking about willowing or threshing it involves a separation very important let me ask you a question we've all heard of the term a threshing floor and we're going to speak about that in a moment what is the most famous threshing floor in all the world you know what it is the temple mount the temple mount where that temple stood and will stand again was purchased by david as a threshing floor that's what it was and there's significance in that because the temple mount is a location of worship it relates to the presence of god the house of god and when god comes into your life there is going to be a change there is going to be a separation and this is exactly what john is speaking about in this verse look again at verse 17 whom the threshing fork we might say in his hand and what is he going to do well this next word your bible may say clear but it's a word for cleansing it's a word for purity he is going to bring about a separation he is going to work in your life and my life if we receive him to get rid of those things that are displeasing to god there's going to be a separation of those things that are unholy ungodly unspiritual those things that are rooted in evil what's evil that which is against the will of god so he's going to separate us from those things and bring us into holiness purity righteousness we could say it this way into the will of god and then he goes on to say not just that he's going to cleanse the the threshing floor that is his threshing floor messiah's threshing floor but also what is he going to do he has gathered the wheat into his barn and if you study this this barn is a reference to what well the barn is a location of storage and here it's talking about 
a reference to the kingdom he is going to gather the wheat not uh, all that is produced the wheat he is going to gather it into the barn and then he says but the chaff what is that well when you thresh you get rid of the chaff you separate that from the grain and you keep the grain you bring it into the silo the barn to keep it why it has value and here's the message for us it is only and don't uh forget this it is only when you are in that new covenant relationship with messiah Yeshua, and through that new covenant relationship with him you enter into an eternal relationship with god and we find that that is going to produce purity and it is going to make you valuable that is god is going to see in you this person that has been redeemed by the blood of messiah he is going to see you as valuable for kingdom work and what's the implication of that i love this next part he is going to allow us make it personal he is going to allow me and allow you to participate in what god is doing and when we participate with god you know what we have fellowship with him and there is nothing nothing better than being in fellowship with the one true living god the god of israel and we're going to see in a moment how that comes about according to this text but he says but the chef he will burn with unquenchable fire now that word for a fire that never is extinguished never goes out can never been be quenched what is that where we get the english word asbestos and that fire is going to go on and on and on let me tell you that there are denominations that are cultic they are not rooted in the scripture and they teach that the judgment of god will come to an end that the punishment is not eternal that's not what the word of god says those who teach about the annihilation of the soul that one day the evil ones those who have rejected the gospel will just cease to be the bible doesn't say that no hear this and this is a sobering thought those who reject the gospel will experience eternal torment eternal sorrow and eternal fear in that outer place of darkness it will never end and i assure you you don't want to experience those things never but certainly not for eternity and there's only one way only one way to avoid that and that is through the gospel message inviting messiah to save you confessing your sins trusting in what he did in laying down his life on passover on that cross and the confirmation that what he did is all sufficient for all times is the fact that god the father raised him from the dead that's the biblical truth you have to believe that and receive him into your life 
Enter into that new covenant by faith, and then you will be eternally secure because of what he has done. We just receive it. And therefore, we can approach him with thanksgiving, with praise, wanting to glorify him, and all of that causes us to become a new creation in Messiah. Look at verse 18. Therefore, many, and the implication is other things in addition to this, many other things. He, this is John, was encouraging, and not just encouraging, but also was preaching the good news to the people. Verse 19. Now, verse 19, very important verse, because John preached the gospel, but he was a man that spoke conviction. He did not mind standing up to authority and telling that authority, what you are doing is wrong. It is against the standards of God. And we have an example of that. Look at this next verse, verse 19, where it says, but, and this means in contrast to John, in contrast to the one whom he was preparing the way for, Messiah, in contrast to, to them is this one, King Herod. It says here, Herod the Tetrarch. And what was John doing? He was reproving him, that is speaking conviction. Uh, uh, he was reproved by him, by John, concerning Herodias. And this is the wife of Philip, his brother. Now, you know the story. We find that King Herod wanted to do something. He wanted to marry the wife of his brother. And we find that John said it is not permissible. Now, it would have been easy for, for John to, to compromise, but he did not. And ultimately, this stand for marriage purity brought about, as we'll see in a moment, John being in prison. And we also know, ultimately, John being decapitated and losing his life. It was this stance for the commandments of God when he says, she is not permissible to you. This is Torah language. This is the law of Moses language. And John, and the scripture says, in fact, it is Yeshua that says this, of those born of women, meaning in a natural way, no one, hear that, no one is greater than John. Now, of course, Yeshua was born in a supernatural way. But, but John, born of a woman in a normal sense with male seed, John, Yeshua says, is the greatest. So he took that stand and notice something else. In the verse 19 where it says, and concerning many other things, what things, evil things, that Herod, King Herod had done, literally just says Herod had done. And what did John do? He didn't leave it there. But these other evil things, it says, he added also this unto all of these things. And what came about? Well, we mentioned it earlier. This is what came about. And he was closed up. Who was? John. He was closed in prison. So John, taking a stance for marriage, 
Now, we should do that today. And there's ample opportunity. The lie, the deceit, the perversion, the abomination of same-sex marriage. As a believer, we have to stand against that. And, and don't be swayed by individuals who may be, as some say, have to do with uh, Christian royalty because of a background that this one has as a Christian uh, musical artist that condones same-sex marriage. It is an abomination. This individual is so far removed from the stance and the truth that John the Baptist stood for. We are being called to take a stand and be ready to, as John the Baptist was, put into prison and maybe lose our life. Now, let me tell you what, what an ungodly person thinks. They think, well, you know, if I take this stance and I'm in prison, I can't preach the gospel. I can't do these things, so I'll compromise and agree with the, the earthly authority and, and not take a biblical stance because I want to just be able to preach the gospel. Well, let me tell you, that will cost you the anointing to anything that you say. God won't be behind it because you have compromised truth. Do you think John considered that? No. John was faithful to the standards of God, and that's what we're called to do as well. So it says, he added also this upon many other things. And because of that, it says, and John was closed up in prison. Verse 21. Now, verse 21 teaches us something. John was in prison, but his ministry continued. We see that it even grew. Why? Look at verse 21. And it came about many people were, were being baptized. Notice that. John's in prison, but we're told it came about, and that means as a result of this, it came about that many people were being baptized also. Also, Yeshua is baptized and was praying. And as he prayed, notice what happens. Look at the middle of verse 21. And the heavens were opened up, verse 22. And this Holy Spirit, so important that we see this. This is to show an anointing. An anointing that came upon Yeshua as the Son of God to do that work he was sent into this world to do, that work of redemption, but also no. The fact that the anointing is mentioned here in this context shows us that it is John's stance that brings the anointing. Now, we see how the scripture magnificently is being worked together. So we're dealing with the anointing that came upon Messiah because Messiah surrendered to his father's will, but notice the context. One thing leads to others to inform us. Taking a stance for truth brings on an anointing. So we read here, and the Holy Spirit coming down in a bodily form as a dove meaning coming down as a dove upon him in a physical appearance. And what happens? 
Look at the end of verse 22. And a voice from heaven, whose voice? God's voice. A voice from heaven came saying, and what a wonderful statement. God said to the Son of God, His only begotten Son, You are my beloved Son. In you I thank well. That's literally what it says. I thank well. Why? Well, understand this whole timing of Messiah's baptism. He comes immediately after the scripture speaks about John being closed up in prison. Now, we know that that in other gospels, that it was John that baptized Yeshua. That's factually true. But here, the scripture is being put together to teach us another truth. And that is, it was John's stance that brought about the first coming, the manifestation of of messiah and we should be individuals that learn from that it's going to be our stance in the last days that that perseverance that endurance in regard to a wretched world that speaks and accepts perversions and abominations same-sex marriage homosexuality all the other things transgender everything that we are being thrown at us Take a stance against it. And do not compromise. If you're put into prison, if you're put to death, rejoice. That you were counted worthy to suffer for righteousness. It is a testimony of your faith in Yeshua. And we see here something so important. We read this voice from heaven that came out and said, you are my beloved son in you i think well what's he talking about here messiah is saying something he is saying to his father i am beginning my ministry and i know what my ministry is i'm going to go to jerusalem when passover now passover relates to death something dies at passover either the lamb or the firstborn. That's that principle in Egypt. So Passover relates to death. Messiah says, I'm going up to Jerusalem to die. I'm going to be buried and I'm going to rise again. I'm doing the will of my Father. And it's when we do the will of our Father, then we are going to be well-pleasing to Him. He is going to think well of us. And that's what this scripture is saying. Are you praying to be able to take that stand for righteousness? Do you form your thoughts, your decisions, your political value based upon the word of God? Or are you being influenced by the world? Make no mistake. Those who are submissive to the word of God are going to have a strong political commitment towards the things of God righteousness and purity that is our calling and when we stand it's going to be an invitation for that anointing to come empower us give us the words give us that anointing so that we stand faithfully well I'll close with that until next time shalom from israel
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.